Welcome back. My name is Steve, the founder of English and Go. For this week's podcast, I will take you with me through my surprisingly long journey in the Osnabrück Vaccination Center. While many people are now being vaccinated at their doctor's office, my appointment was yesterday at the Central Vaccination Center here in Osnabrück. Years ago, I was a reporter for a newspaper. So yesterday, I decided to make some notes about my experience so I could compile a report. This podcast is that report. It is an example of first-person reporting. I hope you find it interesting. After being on a waiting list for five weeks, I finally have my appointment at the Osnabrück Vaccination Center. The many documents I am required to bring are in a blue folder which I am holding tightly as I approach the large building. I walk in the door and immediately to my right is an Indian guy who asks me very quietly if I have an appointment. Bitte, was? He asks me again. I stupidly reply, of course I do, in English. Then he hands a number to me. This is the first person I meet, and it's a little jarring. I look down at the slip of paper, and it reads A194. The next stop is a hand sanitizer, which I use. But now my freshly sanitized hands are wet, and that makes the ink on ticket A194 start to run and bleed. Clearly A194 is a messy person. I am early, so I need to sit in one of the chairs. The chairs are far apart, and yet people are still sitting as far away from each other as they possibly can. It is confusing to me. I'm not sure. Should I skip a chair, or... Then I realize that the chairs really are far apart. And the effects of corona become clear. Even after more than a year, how close is too close. I pick a chair in the middle of people and watch as numbers flash on a big screen. Depressingly, they're only up to A160. Each number tells a different person that they can get up from their chair and walk over to what looks like a customs or TSA booth at the airport. The booths are covered with a big plate of plexiglass and a small slot for papers. People give their papers over, and those papers are then shuffled around, and there's some kind of discussion that lasts between three to five minutes. Finally, the worker behind the custom TSA window pulls out a temperature measuring gun, and then has to move around the big plexiglass window to point it at the patient's head. Once the temperature check is over, the patient is directed to a long hallway at the left side. The destination is unclear. From where I am sitting, it all feels a lot like I'm at the airport. I decide to start taking notes to catch my impressions of this strange process. After a long wait, my turn finally comes and I walk up to the customs booth. After a few awkward moments of uncertain communication, I'm relieved to learn that the masked lady behind the glass recognizes my name. She tells me that she is a former student of mine, 
This is a big bonus. To know someone when you are in a totally new environment is a relief. It takes away some of the stress. We don't really recognize each other because we're wearing our giant face masks, but I take comfort in the fact that she knows from experience that I'm not actually an idiot. I still feel like one, though. We do the paperwork dance, and I get my first ever forehead temperature check with that small gun-shaped thermometer, and then I'm directed into the hallway. I tell her, thank you for the work you're doing. She doesn't understand what I said, so I say it again. Thank you for the work you're doing. She is visibly surprised. The next room I enter has many tables, but few chairs. Before I can go to the next customs booth, I must fill out the new paperwork my former student gave me at station number one. There are questions to answer. Do you have a fever? Have you been exposed to COVID-19? And on and on. There are many other questions about my physical health. There are also other pages, about four of them, dealing with side effects and other disclosures. While taking a break from trying to parse all of these complicated questions in German, I see a poster for an app. It's from the Paul Ehrlich Institute, and I think, great, this must be the app that I need to prove that I've been vaccinated. I immediately download the app, but then quickly realize it is a survey app. This is so people can report their experiences after their shot. It's not digital proof of vaccination. Okay, well, back to the paperwork. Once I finish the forms, I bring it to the middle-aged lady in the next customs booth. Here it is, more checks of my paperwork, and then I'm asked if I need to consult a doctor. No, I, I'm okay. I've had lots of vaccines before. She gives me my paperwork back. We're finished. But instead, I ask her about the electronic proof, some kind of app. Is there an app I can download or a QR code I can scan or something I can enter into my CoronaWarn app to prove that I've been vaccinated? No, not today. It's not finished yet. Damn it. She shrugs and directs me to the next station. I must walk between very tall dividers to get there. While in this narrow pathway, I consider that I have now interacted with three different people. I'm probably close to being finished. Maybe I'm still comparing it to an airport, because by now I would be finished. But this is not an airport, and I am not finished. The next area is full of chairs, so I go to sit down. Nope, that's wrong. I'm told I must hand my paperwork to the guy standing behind a small desk. He kind of looks like me, but he's taller. His skin is darker, he has less hair, and he has lots of tattoos on his arms. It makes him look like a prison guard. After giving the prison guard my papers, I can sit down. After a few moments, I realize there are no numbers here. I can stop being A194 and become Herr Zackinger, because that is how the tattooed prison guard is calling people for the next step.
My promotion is short-lived because then I realize ah, I forgot to give him my vaccination book. Once again, I'm feeling very stupid. Should I get up and give it to the tattooed man? He seems to have everyone else's vaccination books. But now that I know there's no electronic option, this vaccination book is extremely important. So I decide to place it on top of my left leg. It is bright yellow and clearly visible. If the tattooed man wants it, he will easily see it. If he does not need it, I will have it in my hand when I'm called. Finally, the tattooed man calls for Herr Zackiger, and I get up as he hands my papers to a slim, sixty-ish woman. We go into a cubicle, and there is the usual paper shuffling and some more scribbling. She is a doctor. I make sure to hand my vaccination book to her. Do I have any questions? Not really. I've had lots of vaccines. But then I remember. Wait. I do have one question. Is there an electronic form or some kind of program that I can use to show that I have been vaccinated? She replies that there is a program called DE. She shows it to me on her phone, but then tells me, it has not officially been approved yet. Only then does she take my bright yellow vaccination book to update it. I download the program she told me about on my phone while she stamps and stickers my vaccination book. I feel like I'm back in the fourth grade. The next station, number five, is another cubicle. There's a wooden chair right inside the entrance and a rather comfy-looking leather chair on the far opposite side. I have a 50-50 chance, and of course I choose wrongly. I'm sitting in the wooden chair when a burly 20-something lady blows into the room telling me that I'm sitting in the wrong chair and I need to go sit in the other one. Okay. So once I get up and I sit in the more comfortable chair, I look over at the surgical equipment cart and see a collection of surprisingly large needles. I am so surprised by this that I ask, why are there such large needles? She casually sprays some disinfectant in my direction. It's so vague and imprecise, it's like she's spraying me with a room freshener. When I start sniffing my arm for the smell of lilacs, she explains that the needles are long because the shot must be in the arm muscle. My arms are not small, but those needles are long enough to hit the bone. The good news is she quickly jabs me with the needle. It's so thin that the injection, which is pretty much at the top of my arm, doesn't really hurt until she jerks the needle out of my arm. That hurts, and there's an unpleasantly large amount of blood, which she casually brushes away and then puts on the teeny tiniest band-aid, or the flaster, that I've ever seen. So, the sixth person I interacted with at the fifth station, that is the one who gave me my shot. In my opinion, she was the person least interested in talking. It was a very short session. 
Okay, I had my shot. Off to the next station, walking through more tall room dividers. I'm worried that more blood will start coming out of my arm, but it does not. Apparently, the teeny tiny band-aid is much better than it looks. So Station 6 is another large area with many chairs, but now I know better, and notice that at the end is another customs booth. I head directly there and present my papers yet again. There is even less conversation here. Some of my papers are scanned and taken away, others are given back to me, and I'm told to simply sit down and wait for 10 to 15 minutes. This is the last stop, but even here people are sitting as far away from each other as possible, and there are many chairs in between them. I sit down, I look around the room, and then start filling out the survey app from the Paul Ehrlich Institute. It is not a one-time survey. The app will ping me many times over the next few weeks to ask how I'm feeling. Sure, no problem. Anything to make this process easier for the next person. I think there's some kind of TV ahead, but... I don't even look at it, so I'm not entirely sure. Basically, I'm just happy that I got a vaccine. Then it hits me. I will have to do all of this all over again. I will be right back here six weeks from now for my second shot. I wonder if the process will be the same. Again, my name is Steve the founder of English and Go, an English-language teaching and consulting company based in Osnabrück, Germany. And I hope you enjoyed this journey with me through the Osnabrück Vaccination Center. Please rate us at Apple Podcasts or contact us directly at englishandgo.de. If you would like to make a small donation via PayPal, please go to englishandgo.de, click the word podcasts, and then click the little coffee cup.